Hello and welcome to Bougie Adjacent. I am Amanda Lauren. Um, I am going to keep this intro super quick because it is 1131 at night right now and I'm in a hotel room. I am at the Margaritaville Resort in Palm Springs, which is actually super cute. I'll be honest, I was a little bit worried about like the Margaritaville branding, but it is a great hotel. I am so grateful to be here for Modernism Week preview. Um, but anyway... Back to the podcast. So yes, this episode features Josh Flagg of Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles. He spilled some hot, 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 burning hot tea. And we actually recorded this a few weeks ago, but um, I held on to it. Um, and I just, I can't even get into like how open he was, but he talked a lot about his famous friends, um, a lot. Uh, a little bit about Frederick Eklund and how he feels about him. Anyway, it gets wild. It gets crazy. If you like this show, do me a solid. Follow me on Instagram at It's Amanda Lauren. You can follow me on Twitter at Amanda Lauren. All these links are in the show notes. Um, thank you so much to Josh Flagg for agreeing to do this interview. It was super fun. Um, it's also, there's a link in the show notes to it to the Forbes version of this um, because I do these interviews for Forbes and then I throw them up as podcasts. I think the podcasts are a little bit juicier, um, but if you want to read the article, it is there. Anyway, um, thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, and as always, please subscribe, rate, and review five stars only or share with a friend. Do me a solid. It takes like 30 seconds. Anyway, I'm going to shut up. Here is Josh Flagg from Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles. Thank you so much for coming on Bougie Adjacent. Josh Flagg, one of my favorite people from Million Dollar Listing. So let me ask you, I know we're a few episodes in. What can we expect to see this season? And I know everyone asked that, but I feel like with COVID, there's like a lot of twists and turns. What can we see on this season of Million Dollar Listing? Is that your question? Yes. Um, a lot of fighting. <laughs> uh, what else can we see? I would say, I don't know, Courtney, what can we see on this season of Million Dollar Listing? Oh, yeah, me and Josh Allman are besties now. I love it. Yeah. Well, have you been watching the uh, last, I don't know, one, two, three, four episodes yeah we've we've been watching it my husband and i it's like the one thing i like very trashy reality tv so this is the one right. thing we can watch together no this is not trashy but it's like the one like not trashy this and the housewives we watch together so yeah the um this season i think is good because there's a lot more fighting number one but number two um i think i think there's a lot better properties this season I think that we have, um, I don't know, I, what I like this season is that there's a really good dynamic between all the agents, whereas other years in the past, there hasn't been as many, I don't know, like the synergy is there. It, it, like, you know, everyone's getting along with each other. Everyone is, uh, you know, friendly. Everybody is, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a whole different thing. Well, I feel like, you don't have to, and I know that you can't say this, but I've interviewed a lot of reality people and I've watched enough reality TV to know that like producers like to create drama. And I feel like 
not really on our show, to be honest with you. I know that sounds silly because everyone says, oh, their show is real. But I mean, really, it's, I, I mean, at least I don't feel that way. But don't you, well, I mean, I guess the real drama, though, is obviously the pandemic, because that just throws a wrench into everything. Mm, I think, we, well, not really, because the pandemic was last season. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't, we, uh, the pandemic, hi, the pandemic was 2000. I mean, look, the pandemic is now, but I'm saying in terms yeah. of filming and what we can do and what we can't do, that was really more like a last season thing. And I think this season we have the ability to do, you know, what we want. So it feels, so it definitely feels different. So what, let me ask you, first of all, what's it like with Frederick there? Uh, unfortunately, he's there. <laughs> I feel like it's well, like he gets to double dip. Like, you get to be on both shows. Like, you're not that great, Frederick. <laughs> uh, I feel like he's, I feel like he's a fucking liar, to be honest with you. But we will uh, get there for, uh, we'll get there in the future episodes. Wait, can Let's you please spill some tea? And- I probably could. I don't really want to. I'd rather let it spill out and play out. I'd rather let it play out. Uh, I'd rather let people discover on their own. Ooh. But it's coming. The big one's coming. I'm I'm excited for it to drop. I'm excited for the tea to spill all over the place. We're going to need a mop. I mean, it sounds, it sounds Let's like just say it. There's nobody that likes him and nobody gets along with it. Every single person gets in a fight with him. Until, excuse me, I take that back. Uh, <laughs> not myself until I discovered recently that he is a very unethical person and that will come out very shortly. I mean, it's weird. So I was like a broker in New York when he started out. Now I write about real estate and I do a bunch of other things. And he was always sort of that, like, it's weird. Like he was always this like figure. And I didn't work for Ellen. Yeah. I worked for Brown Harris, but which is Christie's, but... Wow, Brown Harris is a great company. They No, they were great to work for. And listen, real estate was just not the right... I prefer writing about real estate to selling it. Uh, Although, writing about real estate versus selling it. Why is that? Why do I... Pre- you know what? I don't... When I moved to LA, I didn't really know the market. And I was from New York. And I did it when I graduated from college. Um, and I don't know, it just, when I moved out here, I didn't really know the lay of the land. So I decided not to pursue it. And I don't know. I mean, listen, it's less lucrative. It's far less lucrative on the money in terms of money. I really made the wrong move here, but. Well, I guess you got to have fun. So that's more important than I guess lucrative or not lucrative. Well, it looks like I'll tell you that it looks like you have the most fun of everyone on the show. Uh, to explain to me why. Why do you say that? You just always take delight in what you do. Um, I don't know what people... Look, I just know one thing. I know that most real estate agents work 24-7 and don't enjoy their life. And, like, you know, I've said this to many people. My grandfather always said, I don't need to die the richest man in the cemetery. What does that mean? It means, look, so you make one less deal, you make one more deal, who cares? Like, you got to enjoy your life. Like, sometimes, you know... Josh Altman, who's one of my very close friends, will say to me, how do you go to you know, Europe for a month in the summer? How do you go to Hawaii for three weeks? And I'll say, 
Honestly, look, what's the difference? Okay, so I'm not able to show houses during that time. Nobody's buying houses during Christmas anyway, so what the fuck is the difference, right? At least I can make deals by phone. I'm available. It's never been one time that my clients have not been able to get a hold of me. Plus, I don't sleep very much anyway, so I'm up like, you know, I really only sleep from, you know, 3 a.m. to like, I don't know, maybe 8 at the most. So 7.45 is when I get up. So, you know, there's nothing I can't do in other parts of the world that I, you know, can do here. Wait, what are you doing till 3 a.m.? Um, well, <laughs> I don't know. Courtney, what do I do till 3 a.m.? There's. Watch oh, yes. I watch Criminal Minds. That's a good one. <laughs> I text Candy Spelling. Um, I, I text my assistants, uh, email my assistants 35 times a minute. Um, <laughs> and uh, sometimes I'll play solitaire. Um, <laughs> What? Oh yeah, I cuddle with my dog. Well, that's the best, but they're they're asleep probably before you know before three a.m. Wait, what are you doing texting Candy Spelling at that hour? What do you guys text about? My homie, what are you talking about? Criminal Minds. We love that show together. We watch Criminal Minds. <laughs> um, what other things do we do together? We. Um, we talk about, uh, well, sometimes, well, you know, she's a big card player and I am too. So we, you know, decide if we're going to play gin rummy the next day. We, um, I don't know, tons of things. I mean, she's great. We have a great, and I'm also really close friends with, you know, her um, daughter also, which is, you know, unusual. She looks great, by the way. Tori looks great. I don't know why people are like shitting on her. I love her hair. Whatever I she's doing her face, it works. Sorry, what? I don't know. They just, I don't know why they shit on her. I just feel like people think like, oh, daughter of Aaron Spelling. So, you know, that gives us the right to shit on her. But I mean, the truth is she's, you know, she works really hard. Listen, it's not easy being in the public eye. And it's certainly not easy to be the daughter of Aaron Spelling, despite what the public thinks, you know? But I mean, it kind of is easy to be a daughter of Aaron Spelling. That's a great thing to happen. I wish I was Aaron Spelling's daughter or son. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a life coach or something, I think. Aaron Spelling? No, Aaron Spelling's son. Oh, yeah, Randy. Yeah, he lives in Oregon. And, and, and he's very good, apparently. And Candy's close with him. Close with him. I'm sure lots of us could use his services. I mean, I, I certainly know I could. Let me ask you, what, what is it like negotiating with a camera on in front of your face? And what part of, because I feel like the show, obviously things are edited. They edit the deal process. But what don't we see on camera with the deal process? Because it makes deals look so easy to get done. But we, everyone knows it's not that easy. So the question is, rephrase the question. The question is, what makes the deal so easy? No, like, what is it like trying to negotiate a deal and getting a deal done with a camera in your face? And what don't, obviously, on the show, because it's a show, they make it look like you get a deal done in, you know, in 30 seconds. And obviously, that's not the reality when people are spending millions of dollars on real estate. So what don't we see on camera? I mean, I don't think that they make it look like, oh, look, keep in mind that, you know, the show is, is, the show is filmed over, you know, a year. So, and we only have 45 minutes and that 45 minutes is, 
what, uh, divided by uh, one, two, three, four, five cast members, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's 45, I mean, that's, I mean, how much time, I mean, how much, how much can you make it, uh, whatever you call it, uh, you know, how can you make it look longer or make it look more intense, right? Well, they definitely make it look intense, but I'm just sort of curious to know, you know, what what they're not showing. Like, what what is the part of it that gets edited out that's so crucial to what you do? I don't. I don't. I think that the bullets. I think that the main parts are kept there. To be honest with you, I just look. They get look. You can't. A deal is like sixty to ninety days. Like or thirty to. 60 to 90 days, how are you going to, you know, capture that and, you know, make it, you know, I, I think personally that they, they do a good job with it, but, um, you know, what can I say? I'm also going through the deal and I'm seeing the main points uh, that are captured and some of the information which is not very important is not captured. You know, just like, I mean, do you really want to look at, a, you know, escrow officers and title officers? you know, going through each and every detail? I don't think so. Of course not. Okay, right. so the market is obviously white hot. And I'm one thing that I've noticed on the show in general are sort of like the seller, not so much your sellers, but I've noticed other people's sellers. They're a little bit more difficult. And I wanted to know if that is, if that's something you're seeing in real life, that sellers are just either they refuse to stage or they're like, you've got an hour to show and then I'm not letting you show it for another month, but I expect you to sell it next week. You know, what are some of the most outrageous sellers that you've worked with? My sellers are pretty normal, to be honest with you. They're, they're, um, I'm lucky. I don't really deal with really, really difficult clients. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say that I'll fire a client, but I don't want to say also that that uh, like I won't put up with a lot of shit. So I'll I'll if 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 the client and I are not meshing, it doesn't get to the point where I'm dealing with them. Does that make sense to you? Yes. I mean, but do you just have anything that any incidents or anything that's just been so completely outrageous that they stick out in your mind? Yeah, I can't talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> There's way too many. Oh my gosh. Let me ask, what are the biggest trends you're seeing in real estate right now? The latest trends in real estate, I mean, they're not really different. They're, it's just the normal, like, you know, kitchens and gas and, you know, what do you call it? Uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, you know, gyms and all that kind of stuff. That's what was I going, it's so funny. I was listening to you on Lady Gang um, before, like earlier this afternoon as I was writing the questions. And I was going to say, you were talking about elevators being a trend because they're good for resale value, but that no one actually uses them. And I thought that was sort of interesting. Elevators? I mean, uh, I mean, very, you know, the funny thing about elevators is that most people, uh, don't really use them in their house. It's more for resale value. You know, when people use elevators is when they're carrying their when they're carrying their luggage back from, you know, whatever, like from a trip. Mm -hmm. 
No, I mean, I guess that's, I mean, listen, no one wants to drag luggage up like a very nice flight of stairs. Yeah. No, I mean, but that's not like the reason to have an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me ask. So do you have advice for people who are trying to buy their first home or get into the market right now? Because it seems like, especially in LA, I've like given up. I'm like, I feel like we're never going to find anything ever and we're just going to wait. But I'm just sort of curious to know if someone who's at that entry level with this very competitive market, what advice do you have for them? What advice do I have for him? The advice that I have for him is who's him? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, look, real estate agents should be real estate agents if they are into people, if they're friendly, if they like architecture, if they like design. Um, I don't know. I just, I think that, I think that if you're, I think that you should, within five minutes of getting into this business, you should know if this is the right job for you. And if you don't think that this is the right job for you, you know, just get out of it. That was actually not the question that I asked, but that was a very good answer. <laughs> um, just for first time buyers, like for someone who wants to get into the market, who's renting, who's like- First time buyers, I thought you meant first time. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it's you meant okay. first time people that get into the business that are, you know, whatever, real estate agents. Um, you know, I think that first time buyers uh, you know what the biggest problem with first-time buyers is? Well, there's two problems. Number one, they'll they'll get into bidding wars and they'll try and buy anything and everything they can because they're afraid that they're going to get it tapped out of the market. But then they end up buying some you know bullshit property and they're stuck with it. That's number one. The second biggest problem with first-time home buyers is um, they don't have brokers that are educated enough, and then they sell them properties which are like you know, whatever, like just not good properties because the brokers want to take advantage of them because they think like, you know, oh, we're going to make a sale or whatever. How do you know you're working with the right broker? Huh. I don't know because I'm, I've never worked with a broker before. No, just like someone who lives not in LA, just someone who lives wherever they live in America, you know, and they want to buy something or they want to sell or they want to sell their current home, what are some signs that you're working with the right person? Like, how do you know they're really doing their job right? Look, the, the reality is that, that in my business at least, 1% of us do 99% of the business, and there's a reason why, because we have good reputations for having return clients. We had no, that you, look, you know how you can tell a bullshit uh, broker from a non-bullshit one? Is that, um, Knowledge of the market, I, I think, is to me, that's the giveaway. Knowledge of the market. Like, very few brokers have, you know, knowledge of the market. And I think that that's, you know, that's a key for me. Like, if, if I'm hiring a broker and I'm a first, you know, I'm first time home buyer, and the person's like, you could just tell a good broker from not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. Um, let me ask, anything else that you want to say about the show at all versus real life? Uh, I mean, 
The only thing is that a lot of people think that reality TV is not real. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that honestly, and I know this is on silly, I think our show is, is as factual as possible. And I think that we, um, I think it captures our real life. And I think that it's pretty on par. So, I mean, what you see is kind of the reality. You know, I don't know if that's on most other shows, but at least on ours it is. Does that make sense? Completely. I mean, did you anticipate that you would, when you got into the real estate industry, did you just anticipate that you were also going to become like, quote unquote, a Bravo liberty? No, I didn't know that. I mean, that's like, I started, I was a broker before I started in this business, you know what I'm saying? Like I started as a top broker and then, you know, I got into this, I don't know, like two years later with the show and everything. And, and, um, you know, it, it obviously catapulted my business, but you know, I don't know. I think that I think that the show is a wonderful thing. I think if you like to be on TV and you like to be out there and and you know whatnot, but but it could also not be good for somebody who's you know shy and doesn't like this. And but you shouldn't be on a show then. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. I cannot thank you enough for doing this.